All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Friday to you. This is the daily morning update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 15th of September. In the top news, if e-way bill collections are anything to go by, GST collections are about to be robust. Festive season preparations are seen to have pushed these collections to a record high in August and that bodes well for the GST collections in September. The number of e-way bills generated in the month touched 9.3 crore, which beat the previous record of 9.1 crore that was registered in March. A rise in e-way bills, which represents the movement of goods across state borders, usually leads to a commensurate increase in GST collections of the following month. This can also be seen in the GST revenue figures of March 2023, which came in at 1.87 lakh crore. Of course, that month also benefited from the fiscal ending boom. Now turning to other stories, rating agency ICRA had an interesting update on the Indian banking system. It said that Indian banks are well placed on capital because of benign credit costs. And while the prospects for capital raising at public sector banks looks promising, private sector banks, except for a few, are in a good position too. In fact, the agency said that the controlled NPA additions and internal capital generation are likely to keep solvency at their best level in eight years. And by the way, speaking of the banking space, we've got an interesting summit lined up today. It's taking place at the Taj Land's End in Mumbai. And of course, we'll be streaming live through that summit. You'll catch a lot of very interesting conversations and panels on the banking sector and how it's expected to pan out in the coming years. Now, turning to other news, the Securities Appellate Tribunal has raised concerns over the eight-month investigation period dedicated by SEBI to look into the alleged fund diversion by Z Entertainment Enterprises promoters Puneet Koenka and Subhash Chandra. SEBI has concluded its arguments in that case, and the tribunal will hear Goenka's rebuttal to SEBI's arguments on the 27th of September. For more details on that story, do look up the report on the website bqprime.com. Now, crude oil is trading at near 10-month highs, with Brent crude now hovering above $94 to the barrel. The International Energy Agency predicts a significant supply shortfall in coming months, and the OPEC expects the deficit could be the biggest in over a decade. The U.S. government also expects that global consumption will exceed production. Now, in news on the U.S. economy, U.S. retail sales and producer prices rose in August by more than forecast, driven by higher fuel costs that risk affecting household spending and keeping inflation elevated. The value of total retail purchases increased 0.6% from July, following a downward revision to the prior two months, according to the Commerce Department data. Excluding gasoline or petrol, sales climbed by a more modest 0.2%. A separate government report showed that producer price index for the final demand increased 0.7% from a month earlier. The cost of gasoline surged as much as 20%, accounting for much of the gain. Excluding energy, the wholesale inflation picture was more favorable. Now turning to China, the central bank there has cut the amount of cash that lenders must hold in reserve for a second time this year in a move that will help banks support government spending to stimulate the slowing economy. 
The People's Bank of China has lowered the reserve requirement ratio for most banks by 25 basis points. Now, in international markets, U.S. stocks gained handsomely, with all three benchmark indices gaining over 0.8%. Meanwhile, the three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region have opened strong too. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. Positive cues from overseas. Does that translate well for us here in India? Good morning, Alex. Uh, it's uh, it's Friday, of course, and the last day of trade, and it comes on the back of a fairly strong performance from the global markets. So that should help our markets any which ways. Remember yesterday too. I mean, we increased the Nifty may have increased by about 0.16 percent, but the broader end of the spectrum had a very strong move, about about one over one percent for both the mid caps and the small caps led by PSU banks, but the others like metals, etc. also participated. So the SMIDs are certainly higher. And you could argue that could there be a valuation correction in some of those? Um, I, I believe we are already seeing that. But in large caps, it's certainly not a case as yet for a leverage short position. In fact, uh, from what whatever I'm hearing, passive fund buying could actually help the bank, bank nifty today courtesy HDFC Bank, but I don't think the impact is very easily discernible. What you can see and what is tangible is that whenever PSU banking stocks are getting are correcting, they're getting bought on dips. And I would suspect that now it's time to also watch out for commodity stocks with whatever it's happening to, let's say, for example, the move that sugar made yesterday or metals made yesterday or oil companies are making. Commodities are making a bit of a comeback. It may have an impact on commodity consumers, but the producers or the companies involved in the business, it's a pocket to certainly watch out for. In fact, even Chris Wood came out and said that uh, there is clearly room for a correction in the mid-cap area, most particularly as the continuing rise in oil price has the potential to create some renewed inflationary noise in India. Uh, so that's to watch out for. He says that uh, by historical standards, valuations for the big cap stocks are not particularly extended. Well, let's wait and watch. There is Yatra IPO, which opens today. I'm sure you've spoken about it, but it promises to be an interesting one. Uh, stocks to watch today, aside of, of course, the liquid movers that moved yesterday, and like I said, metals and sugar, so NMDC, Balrampur, all of them made a big move in trade yesterday. United Spirits is making a spirited move, if you will, and should be watched out for. Not too much in terms of newsmakers. Alchem Labs has said that income tax department is conducting survey at some offices. I don't quite know, but reckon that the stock could show a bit of a downtick. Gufik Bioscience is a small company's granted patent for an invention for a term of 20 years. Again, no idea uh, what's the benefit of it, but may react, so you should know. Patel Engineering, has JV has been declared an L1 for an irrigation project of 249 crores, but the company share is about 100 crores. So it's not very large, but if it reacts, let's see. Now, Indigo is the interesting one. DGCA sought urgent intervention after the Indigo engine was. This is known, but I thought the MK analysis of the same was interesting wherein they're saying that as per what they have seen and understood, Indigo plans to add some 8320 neos on damp lease the blended impact on the net earnings therefore it will be about six to seven percent and not very high but despite all of this indigo remains best placed amongst peers to tackle the current challenges of engine issues and rising fuel prices because the expected yield recovery because of a higher season 
could offset some of the cost pressures. So watch out for that. Watch out for Tata Motors, the Nexon entry variant pricing, according to them, offers much higher value along with the technology upgrade. And uh, according to them, Nexon has the potential to become the highest selling SUV in the entire category and not just the small SUVs. So, or mid-sized SUVs or compact SUVs as you call them. So watch out for that. And we interviewed T-Tagger Rail Systems yesterday and HSBC today has come out with a note they have retained the buy rating. The target price has been hiked to 900 from 750 on increased earnings estimates and valuation rollover. HSBC believes the Q2 EBITDA margin could surprise given the high private sector contribution in Q2. Well, do watch out for this one as well. And of course, watch out for the BQ Banking Summit today. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great Friday and an even better weekend.